Village A podcast hosted by Mile High Parlay. So the Village A, if you guys don't know, is for the cheap seats. Uh, it's the nosebleeds. Uh, it's the people that camp all night. And it's the real fans, not the fans with yachts and drinking champagnes for the diehards. So this podcast is going to be for the diehards and real fans. So um, first of all, my name is Sean. Um, right now I'm a golf course mechanic. Um, I've been a fan of F1 for 10 plus years and I'm a diehard Colorado sports fan. Uh, my co-host here, Nick, um, you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um, I play with toys for a living. Love it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I lived in, um, I grew up in Colorado my whole life. Um, was uh, did a one year or a four year commitment in the army, and then uh, started uh, working at uh, as a mechanic, which is where I met Sean. Um, after that, I decided that I was gonna go get pursue my uh, career in aviation, and uh, went and got my uh, commercial pilot's license, and now that's uh, that's what I do. Um, huge Denver sports fan, have been my whole life. Hell yeah, we'll definitely get into that at some point. But first of all, we are an F1 podcast, so we'll uh, get into the last race. It was the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, it was a little bit about a little bit ago, but we'll talk about the the whole race pretty much. I think first off, we need to talk about Max. He uh, went from tenth to first, won that race, which is crazy. I didn't think he had it in him. I mean, you can never write out my man Max. Like, I mean, I mean that's like saying Lewis can't win from tenth. I know I've seen it before with Lewis, and it's crazy to think that. It can't be done again, but I didn't think with these cars they could go from that far back. And I mean, he's just so much faster. Yeah, it, it is true. Um, we definitely see several examples. I've got actually got the race pulled up right now. I'm just watching uh, it silently, um, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's crazy to see how more stable these cars are um, behind. Not that it's easy to overtake this year. But just how how much more stable they are when following compared to how they were in uh, the last part of the hybrid era and at the beginning of the hybrid era, era honestly. Yeah, definitely. They can follow so much closer. Every every race you hear about it on the on the coverage that how much faster and how much closer they can follow and how much longer they can follow. Yeah, yeah. By no um, means, it's, oh, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's great. I just didn't think he could go from tenth to first. He definitely just showed his stuff this, this week, and he's. Put a put a big gap on himself and Checo and or not Checo and um, Charles in the drivers championship now. Yeah, yeah. Speaking um, of which, for well, we yeah. talk about that later. Um, yeah, for I mean for the rest of the race though, I mean for starting on pole, George Russell didn't have the best day. He didn't have the day he wanted, but Mercedes had a really good finish for the podium. We had Verstappen one, Hamilton two, and George Russell three. Um, I mean. I mean, that's a pretty good. That's, I mean, Mercedes is starting to figure their shit out, huh? I I knew, and, and I think I talked about it last week on the podcast. Um, the re- Mercedes, I think, after the summer break, is going to come out and be the Mercedes of old. I th- I think I, it's be. I, agree. I think it's going to be a race to the end of the season where Red Bull is going to have to play a little defense. Honestly, I agree. Um, I think I think Mercedes is going to have to figure out which driver is going to go for the championship because uh, it's going to. Right now, I don't know who's faster. I think Lewis is obviously the better driver, and I think once he figures this car, he's just going to he's going to dominate and he's going to show George Russell what's up. I, I think 
I think it's a case of you. This is the first Mercedes Russell's ever driven. True. Um, so he's not having to adapt as much. It's it's probably a lot. Very, different yeah, very true. He's, you know what I mean? Whereas he's, Hamilton, yeah, he's also so much younger. He's been he's been moving between cars from F three right. to F two to F one. And Where Hamilton's had one car for six years. Yeah, you're right for that. Yeah, he's and, definitely and able to adapt. I think easier. you put them as equals, and you know, I have no disrespect for uh, George Russell's driving talent. I, personally, I think he's a huge bitch. But um, agreed. Yeah, yeah, the kid can fucking. Yeah, he's a bitch, but he can fucking drive. But I, I, I have no disrespect. But, but Lewis is is, and and you hear me talk about him a lot. I'm kind, I'm kind of, I'm not. I don't, I don't want to call myself a fanboy, but I, I'm saying he's probably one of the greatest people to ever drive a car. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> He's a knight, Sir Lewis Hamilton. I mean, God, God, be a pretty good dude to do that to get to that. I mean, he's definitely in the conversation with your, you know, with your greatest greatest of all time for sure. Yeah, definitely. So for our picks last week, um, I had I was pretty bold. I thought I had Lewis winning his first race of the season, Max, and then Lando. Um, so they had Max and Lewis flip flop for second for second lewis no another podium second place again and lando not a bad finish uh finishing what seventh i believe i mean at this point we'll take it but you know we expected a lot more yep. out of the mclaren house this year yeah and then for your picks you had max and you had red bull one and two you had max and checo and then uh, mercedes on the podium with lewis as well so you weren't too far off uh yeah max winning lewis was in second and checo finished in fifth so real close there. Honestly, our picks weren't that bad for how bold I thought they were. Well, my 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 other pick was pretty bold. Um, which, which although it didn't, although it didn't happen, um, they didn't do great. I, I picked that Ferrari wasn't going to finish this race. That's true. I mean, they almost. I mean, it looked like at some point they we're going to come close. Another I mean, another bad bad strategy day for Ferrari. I mean, I I, I truly mean, believe that if my Go ahead. It's crazy. I mean, I was going to say another bad strategy move was Leclerc. I mean, on medium tires, he was probably the fastest on track, and he looked better, and he was catching um, Max the whole first 30 laps, and they pit him and put him on hard tires after watching, I think, two or three different teams try the hard and it not be the right tire. Ferrari put him on the hard, and for 15 laps, he just dropped, 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 and they finally took him off at, like, lap 55 and put him back on the mediums and even after the race he said every time we tried it in practice the hards weren't the tire yeah the whole weekend I mean, they, they weren't able to get them to work yeah and in his post race leclerc was just like i don't know what's going on at this point he's like they put me on something we didn't agree on we never tried like we never had success on this no team had success and it was just another catastrophic strategy from ferrari it's getting it's getting wild at this point i mean carlos finished fourth yeah i mean he had a, he did have a bad strategy. He was on mediums the whole race, wasn't he? Uh, uh, let me double check. I don't think he was ever like in contention. He finished. I mean, two and a half seconds is pretty pretty close to George Russell. He was. I do remember him battling George Russell towards the end, the last like ten laps or something. But his, I think his strategy to put him on mediums with like they had a long stretch to go on mediums. But I mean, it was crazy. Like. Leclerc had he was battling for the lead, and another wild call. 
I haven't heard any response from them yet. I haven't, I honestly didn't look into it too much. Um, cause it was so bad. It was just baffling. It was kind of funny. I want to see what happens over summer break and see if they make any adjustments or changes in the pit wall. Any, anything like that. Um, we think, uh, Benito gets fired. I don't know if they're going to do it mid season or not, especially with them quote unquote in contention still. I mean, who would replace him? I yeah, mean, I, no. yeah, I'd, I'd have to. It'd probably be someone that's in for. They just promote someone a little bit lower than him that already knows the system and knows knows the drivers and everything like that. I know uh, Enzo and Nicky Lotta are probably shaking their fucking heads right now. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're probably wishing fucking <laughs> he was still alive and they could ask for his advice. It was only like a couple of years ago. They were, he was pretty much still running Ferrari. Yeah, well, no, he he was he was in the Mercedes house for uh, the last yeah, year. He, life. Yeah, he was following Lewis around for sure. Um, poor. But uh, so I want to I got a new segment for us um, after each race. Uh, we can give it a try. So it's going to be give me your driver of the day and your Mazepin of the day. So pretty much your best and your worst driver of the day. Um. Well. You want, go, you want to go first? You want me? To I'll go. Yeah, shoot. I'll go first. I got. I'll go first. Um, Hit me. Driver of the day is going to be really tough uh, to say anyone but Max. Um, I know. I know. I mean, I don't really have to explain it. We've already talked about it. Um, <laughs> I I have a uh, new uh, Mazepin of the day, and that's uh, Daniel Ricardo. Ooh, didn't see that one coming. Thirteen. Yeah, that's. I mean, he had. He had a bad finish. What did he qualify? He, I mean, he qualified nine and qualifying. And I, I, I did, I did call that he would qualify. Uh, top ten. Top ten. You did, you did and he you did. did say Q three, but I think you also said a top five or ten. Finish. I said a top seven finish. Top seven, yeah, and fifteenth is not good. No, well, it was thirteenth, I believe. Let me make sure I'm in the right race. No, oh, no, no I'm sorry. yeah, finish. I mean. Behind Schumacher and Haas. I mean, dude, could, that, that kid's starting to figure it out, too. I mean, looks better than Daniel Ricciardo at this point. I mean, dude, Haas was looking really good at the beginning of the year. Dude, K-Mag and, and Schumacher, they're actually not too bad. If they had a decent car, I think K-Mag's actually really good. Yeah, K-Mag... Uh... That kid's got... I think he's... I think he just found the right the right place for him right when they needed him, and he's just kind of shining right. No, for sure. Right when they need him too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just at the point now where it's like, you know, we have another segment of do on Ricardo. I love the guy. I think he's a good driver. Yeah. Um, but Mazepin is Daniel. Ricard- your first Mazepin is Daniel Ricardo, which is not a good look for for Danny Rick, my guy. Let me just, let me just put it this way: you can, you can't park a McLaren behind a Haas and park Fermi. Not that, a good look for not, not a good look for the acceptable. That's bad for the brand. That is unacceptable. Bad bad for the brand <laughs> for sure. So I'll give you mine. So my driver of the day is gonna unfortunately is gonna be Max as well, coming from tenth to first and especially yeah. when I wasn't expecting it, I'm gonna give that to him. And unexpectedly my Mazepin is also gonna be Max for that funny little spin uh lap like fifty when <laughs> right after Right after he took overtook Leclerc, I don't know if he did it on purpose or 
or what, but he got to pass him a second time within like five <laughs> laps. But he did spin it on the track, and I think he was the only one to spin it. And the only retirement was Botas at the very end. So I'm giving the spin, the Mazepin, to Verstappen <laughs> as well. So that's, I don't know if that is ever going to happen again. <laughs> Congratulations. You heard it here first. Um, so we want to go into a little bit of news from the post-race and into the summer break. We got a little bit of crazy stuff going on. Um, talking about Danny Rick not having a good race. Um, did, have you heard what's, uh, what McLaren told him today? I did. And unfortunately, because I'm a, I'm a big Daniel Ricardo fan, bro. Like I, I wear his jersey. I wear his jersey. I will continue to wear it. Same here. Love the guy. His attitude is, he's just, yeah, he's just a great, I love him. He's a great dude. Super funny and awesome driver, but down to, down to earth. Um, Yeah. hundred percent. He'd sit in the village A seats for sure. (laughs) Um, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the news has, the news has hit that McLaren has told Daniel Ricardo that they're going to drop him for next year race or season 2023 for Oscar Piastri shockingly is what we've heard um I don't know if I buy this whole thing dude I don't know either there's so much like crazy stuff going on with Piastri and his contract and where he's going to end up and his him being a backup driver right now well I think he was tentatively signed as McLaren's uh, reserve driver that was part of it um then obviously but, the news with Alpine. Um, and I also think that there's a good chance they might just be saying that, you know, as like a final straw with for Daniel Ricardo. Like if he gets his act together and, you know, finishes a pretty strong season and then, you know, comes into 2023 and, and really, you know, gets I after mean, it, maybe they, I, I think they keep. Honestly, you might be right because Daniel Ricardo, he signed through 2023. And from what I've seen, from what I've heard, dude, that his contract is pretty pretty sealed up and McLaren would have to pay him regardless of if he's driving or not. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the big news is definitely that Ricardo is on fucking notice. And that leaves the question, I mean, too. Would, uh, does Cyril take he, him back at a... Uh, deservingly, though. At a... Uh, Alpine? I almost said Renault. What's that? That I mean, that brings me to the next point of, you know, if that does happen and that opens up Piastri's seat at Alpine, do you think uh, Renault would take him back? Yeah, I mean, he had a, such a good season with them. And I think yeah, but he left on pretty, uh, pretty sh- leave on the best terms. He went to and Red Bull, right? No, that's when he went to McLaren. That's when he went to McLaren. Came from yeah. Red Bull to Renault. Red Bull to Renault and then Renault to McLaren. He, you know, but you know, he did that thing where you know he was chasing the podium, and I don't disrespect that. I mean, you know, he saw that McLaren, <clears throat> McLaren was probably going to have a better car, and yeah, you know, kind of bounced out on his commitment. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> like look where Renault is now, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, he probably made the right decision because if he would have stayed with them and they just dissolved out, I don't know if he would have the same seat. Where he is I mean, now, for sure. Potentially, you know, um, a top three car last year. They kind of had some struggles at the end of the season, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, there's, 
I have heard some news that McLaren has done some upgrades in the last uh, since the French Grand Prix, the last two races, and it has shown some some sort of uh, decent like uh, success. I mean, they changed their side pods from like a downwash to an inwash, sort of like the Ferrari car. And at the French Grand Prix, they had a P7 and a P9. And last last week they had what P7 again for Lando and P15 and Ricardo was just that. I don't know if he just had another bad race or he did get kind of caught up in some bad traffic and stuff, but McLaren is making some upgrades and I think they're going to be in contention for top three again. And, and I want to apologize to our fans, you know, with everything going on in the weekend, you know, it was hard for me to be able to pay attention to what Ricardo was doing. Um, I, so that really that news have, hit like 12 hours too though. So there's not, not a whole lot of stuff. No, no, no. I'm just talking about like Ricardo's finish. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I didn't really get to. I did, I, re, I really. I was, you know, focusing on what was going on with other drivers, and it was hard for me to focus on what was going on in the back. So. Yeah, and I'll I'll make a correction. McLaren is definitely not in contention for a top three this year, but they're <laughs> right on track with top four with Alpine. I mean, it's a battle between. Oh, they're only four four points behind Alpine right now for fourth, but top three is out of the question. I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah. Well. I think. But yeah, Alpine thinks that they're going to get uh, Piastri and uh, McLaren think that they're going to get him. Uh, I tend to think that it's going to be, it's probably going to be McLaren. Because a few days ago, I saw that Piastri is not that interested in racing for Alpine. He wanted a, wanted a bigger spotlight on him, I think. Well, I mean, he would still race for Alpine next year. You think so? Oh, yeah. No, he's not going to turn down an F1 seat at Alpine. No, I'm thinking next year he's going to get the F1 seat at McLaren. Oh, yeah, I'm I think, right. I think, Danny Ricardo, I think Danny Ricardo is going to get bumped back down to – I think he's going to take a seat at Alpine or Williams. Well, that would be interesting at Williams. Um, I mean, it might put them in – much better contention, but I don't know who would, who they would drop. Well, both their both their drivers are quote unquote like rising stars or whatever. Latifi. Yeah, I mean Latifi and Alex Albon. But then I Latifi mean, both, drivers, so you know that kind of changes things. That's true. Um. But you know, also, um, the Williams company just came into a lot of money. Yeah, they could pay some. They could pay some big drivers. And you know, I think they're. It'd be cool to see them. That'd be really cool to see Williams back in like real drive. I mean, like that'd be awesome to see Williams back. It's it's in. I mean, it's, it's something that could happen by next year. I mean, the they brought in a lot of people from Volkswagen, Audi, a lot of investment. Are um, they going to be part of the uh, the Porsche group with, or is that going to be Red Bull? That's Red Bull. Yeah. That's Red Bull. Um, that could be that could be dangerous. That could be a dangerous team. It's actually the development team that they brought in for the Volkswagen um, World Rally Championship car. Really? So their first, uh, you know, first uh, run in F1, but. I mean, yeah, I, I just think all the Porsche's engineering, I think they're going to make, because they're going to be the engine developer for Red Bull until 2026. I think they're going to 
they're gonna fucking move. Yeah, that that could happen too. Because right, now, I mean, Red Bull's developing their own engines right now with the Honda platform, but once they go back to having someone else develop their engines and they can just focus on like aero and everything else, dude, Red Bull's gonna be fucking dangerous. We'll see. I, also, I also heard that uh, Ricardo thinks he could go to Haas, but the only problem with that is Ferrari's got the final say on that, I've heard as well. <clears throat> oh, Ferrari does. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because they're pretty, like, I've heard like, Haas is pretty much like the farm team for Ferrari. Well, they're going to move their drivers up from Haas to, because it's so much, it's such a similar car. I just think they've they've purposely engineered out some of the speed to on purpose since they're competitors and using the same engine. And I think they've Ferrari's told Haas to engineer out some of the speed. So they're not on the same level. I mean, it's pretty much I the mean, same. Now we're, we're, now we're talking about them trails here because, you know, you argue that Alfa Romeo is the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, they're, in the same, they're right there in the same boat, but I, yeah, I think Ferrari has a stake in Alfa as well. But yeah, I've heard that Haas has, their Ferrari has a final say for Haas if whatever driver they take. Well, and uh, Ferrari's always maintained that with the 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 companies that use their engines. Yeah. Uh, so it's more that I wouldn't say that they're you know reverse engineering Ferraris and stuff. I mean that, but I mean well, that yeah, Ferrari not, does have the final say in their customers. Um, definitely, yeah, they, that's even been, true with they've been their, that shit. That that even comes becomes true with uh, you know their people who buy a ferrari they do like a solid background check on you before you can buy a new ferrari all right all the all the really expensive like all the special editions you have to go through all that stuff speaking of which or not dude speaking of that did you see valtteri botas filling up his fa tributo i did not he's got a sexy he's got a sexy red uh ferrari that he was filling up in i think belgium or something and there's a picture of him and i was like that's that dude those cool cars and I think it's funny that he has no actual allegiance to whatever company he's driving, but like you don't you don't see him <laughs> like you don't see him just driving a Mercedes when he was working for Mercedes. You don't like all that weird stuff. Like he just drives whatever fucking car he wants. Yeah. I, I mean that's they sweet. Did give him a uh they did give him a uh AMG GT as a or a AMG GTR. I thought they took it away. Did they? I'm not 100% sure, I, but I thought they took it back or he sold it. I thought they gave it to him as a as a goodbye present. They definitely... Which, it might, it might have been a goodbye up. present. Yeah, I think it was like, thank you for your... Like, part of his severance package. Yeah, I think you're right with that. I think the thing with, that I'm thinking of, he, he was going to get the AMG Project 1, like the one with the F1 engine, mm-hmm. the one that Lewis is certainly going to get, but I think they canceled that order for him after he got booted. Because that's a yeah. like one in like one in a hundred car, so I think they booted him after that, which is fair. I mean, you're not. I mean, only Lewis can can get that one. <clears throat> All right, so let's uh, move on. Um, big. Want to hear some big big news? Unfortunately, sad news. Oh, yeah. You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, go ahead and break it. Dude, Sebastian Vettel has officially announced his retirement. Probably one of our favorite uh, faces in the paddock. Dude, he's definitely 
top one of my top three drivers of all time, if not number one. I, dude, I fucking love Seb. Inspector Seb, dude, as they call him. Dude, he's such a such a character and such a. He literally shows his real his true colors every race. Like he doesn't pull any punches. What is your best uh, uh, Vettel moment? Dude, probably his first world championship. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't. You I mean, can't. young at the time, youngest ever. Uh, yeah, in a four-way, I mean, in a four-way battle with um, was it uh, Mark Webber, Lewis Hamilton, and yeah, uh, Fernando Alonso? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was Alonso. Yeah, it was Alonso. <clears throat> I mean, that yeah, that kid, he had talent his whole career, and he's always he's always had class. And but one thing that really does piss me off about it though dude we've been waiting his whole career for him to make some sort of social media instagram twitter anything like that show because we want to see his personality right mm-hmm. dude, dude finally makes an instagram gets everyone hyped he has like 200,000 followers before he even makes a post dude his first post is just a picture a video of his face saying he's announcing his retirement brutal <laughs> brutal kick in the dick there. Yeah, he really honey dicked us with that. Dude, unbelievable. I was like, they had the whole the whole F1 world, and it, that was the meme the rest of the day. Like, everyone got fired up for that, and then just let down, just cold shower. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing, too. Oh, dude, I mean, that's a classic set move, I think. <laughs> yeah, no him. Yeah, I mean, for the rest of the season, that's going to be, I'm just going to be watching him, and that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. I do love, I do love his relationship with uh with Nick. Nick Schumacher too though yeah that's that's a I don't know where it really comes from I didn't think Seb and Michael were that close <laughs> no that's where it came from were they I mean I I never knew that they were that close it seems like Seb's you like know, his Michael, godfather his uncle or something Michael was uh one of uh Seb's mentors coming up through the ranks that's awesome then so yeah I he, love after I love after every race mick is more interested in what seb's doing than the other way i mean seb is still fucking cold hearted until the race is all the way over but mick dude i love i love the way that they're like big brothers out there yeah yeah it's, it's nice it's nice it's nice to see that especially you know with everything that's happened with michael and yeah you know dude i was looking into that like weirdly like two weeks ago or something and to see if there's any any kind of update or anything and there's there's nothing there's been nothing there i don't think there ever will be anything yeah i think that they just they're they're just not talking about it they want to be left alone the the only thing i saw was like a couple months like six months ago one of his good friends uh i'll have to look up his name in a minute here um says he still goes over there and he still likes to watch grand prix which is just the hope that i guess everyone needed but wow (laughs) That, yeah, like after 10 years, that's all we get. It's crazy. But I'm hoping Mick just dominates, and I hope he can take a spot at Ferrari, honestly. Uh, he will. Um, who do you, th- you think is going to go first? Uh, Carlos. Really? Dude, I, I honestly don't know. I think Leclerc is honestly a future world championship. Uh, Carlos. Carlos is a is, yeah. tail gunner. 
but he's a he's a what? I'm sorry, I lost, I lost you there for a second. He's a great tail gunner, but unfortunately, I think he's a tail gunner. I think I think he's been put in a position to be the tail gunner, but dude, the few times that he's been in front or he's gotten the the A strategy, it, he looks he looks just as strong as Leclerc. And dude, if Leclerc is another season of calamities and bad luck and fucking mishaps, I don't know how long Ferrari is going to be able to handle that. Yeah, I mean, Leclerc. I'd love, I'd love to see him making a fast car, see what he can really do. Leclerc needs to stop being a bitch too. Dude, yeah, he needs to start driving like a bitch. He's literally scared. I think, like, he's scared of Monaco. <laughs> Legit scared of Monaco. I mean, it's hard to say he's scared of Monaco when he qualified. You know. I mean, he's like he's scared of the moment, and it's it's like any sport. Once you like, it's you don't know how your body's gonna react until you've been there. Like you're, dude. And when you're in that pressured situation, bro, he just fucking collapses. He's not good under pressure right now. I don't think. Not mentally tough, because every time he does crash out, like dude, he flips out. Flips out. And um, I just don't I just don't know how long Ferrari can handle his misfortune. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that's not a hundred percent on him. Not I don't yeah, I would well, say seventy five percent of it's not on him. Yeah. At least. I mean he's had a very unlucky season, but it you look at the other Ferrari and Carlos hasn't had I don't think he's had as bad a luck. He's had some some of the same issues, but Seems to be all falling on Leclerc, which is brutal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going back, yeah, going back to Seb real quick. Um, you know, Aston Martin's already filled the seat for next year. Uh, Have you seen yeah, that? I heard. I heard. Fernando. Fernando, maybe. That'll be cool. I did. From one legend to another, I mean. Fernando, what year did didn't he retire and come back? What year did he retire? Fernando Alonso. Oh, yeah, wasn't that his? Two years ago, three years ago, he retired. Yeah, and I think yeah, he came back and he can't. He didn't come back with Aston Martin, did he? No, he came back with uh, Aston Martin. Wasn't a thing when he came back. Uh, right, yeah, they were racing point. He came back with he came back with Alpine. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see Fernando and hopefully a better car. I'm not 100% sure. It's tough to say. We don't know what the yeah. Aston Martin is doing. Yeah, I think the Alpine and the Aston are pretty pretty fucking close right now. No, I'd say the, I'd say the Alpine got the edge by quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're, you're probably right. I see they're all, Lance and... Lance and uh, Several always struggling for points. Yeah, and whereas the you know it seems like the last uh, couple weekends the French cars have been uh, more consistent at least. So. I mean, yeah, this I mean they were eight and nine this week, and uh, Aston was nine or ten and eleven, and I think the weekend before Aston was ten eleven. I think Stroll and uh, Vettel just switched. Yeah. So yeah, you're. Yeah, Alpine's definitely. I think you're right. I think also Alonso and 
O'Connor pretty fucking good. Cool. Um, let's see. There was some other news about the um the cars this year. Um that upgrades I guess everyone got some upgrades for porpoising issues to reduce the porpoising to so I think everyone got a new floor design or something like that. Um and it's gonna decrease porpoising and I guess it started at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um Did I think I definitely that? I think we noticed the difference. I think in the first podcast we we said even in the French one that it didn't look didn't look yeah, nearly as bad. The cars were starting Paul to figure Ricard it out. So smooth. What's that? that which Paul, Paul Ricard is so smooth. It's That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's up there with Abu Dhabi track. for sure. It's a test track. I mean, it's very well. Yeah, yeah it's up there with Abu Dhabi. It's just, it's butter. But yeah, so apparently they did get, uh, everyone got upgraded. So I'm interested to see how that's going to affect mostly Mercedes. Um, because that's, I think, been Lewis's main main issue. <clears throat> main issue why he's not not going fast. I think he's, I think the porpoise is really fucking with him. Yeah, no, and especially when it's a new thing. I mean, yeah, I, you know, we have less downforce than we did last year. Yeah, I saw I saw a YouTube video last week. Lewis had the opportunity to drive the 2021 car, and <clears throat> the guy that was interviewing him heard that and was like, "No, you didn't." And Lewis, and Lewis said, yeah, I had to. I had the opportunity and I drove the old car and he said it was magical, quote unquote. <laughs> that was, no, I mean, honestly, I mean, in, in the fastest era ever, I mean, that was the best car. Yeah. And I saw him, <laughs> I saw him do the lap or a very small portion, like a 10 second clip of him doing a lap at Silverstone, I think. And for for what I saw, he didn't, didn't let off. I mean, he was moving. It was the smoothest I've seen a Mercedes in 12 months. And yeah, so he he definitely likes the old car, and I think as soon as they figure this porpoising thing out, their Lewis is going to be fighting Max the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. And I did notice uh, Mercedes upgrades throughout the last couple weeks or a couple races that their rear wing is definitely sharper on the corners. They've made it as close to a 90 degree as possible, made it as similar to the 2021 wing as I think they can. Uh, it's definitely not as like wavy and swoopy as everyone else's. And even the straight, straight, uh, straight shot across from end to end is flat now instead of waved on the corners. So I think Mercedes just pushing the limit to as far as they can get to last year's shape. And I think it's paying off. Did you see, um, speaking of wings, did you see uh, Aston Martin's? I did not. Martin Brundle, uh, actually, it, I was watching practice three, and Martin Brundle was really talking about it. Um, it looked like a high back armchair. A what? It looked like an armchair. Oh, like a like like an old like a, like from the seventies that my grandma has in her house. Yeah, like with not without the back part, but imagine like, um, Dude, that's you know, like, like the two big like arms. Like the two, the two big arms poking out. Yeah. And it's like almost like they they went to the regulation. Okay, it has to be curved, but nothing says how much they curve. So they curved it really aggressively just to square it off. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I mean, what do they? I think yeah, it's 
very similar to what Mercedes is doing with their wing. Just I think they're just going as sharp of a curve as the FIA will allow. And I don't even know if there was a regulation for that curve until they might not have it until now. Because uh, <laughs> I think Mercedes just put because I looked at two pictures back to back and over three consecutive weeks, it got sharper and sharper and sharper and Mercedes kept getting faster and faster. I think it's a big factor and because everyone figured out the car from or last generation's car they all yeah. have they all have CAD designs and aero profiles and all the math is already done for that stuff so if they can get it as close to that as possible I think I think they're going to start getting faster yeah I, I think this this era is going to you know continue until we have you know the remake of the 2021 cars yeah I'm not sure where they're going to go for next generation I'm sorry about that I don't know where they're going to go from next generations. I think they're going to stay just as swoopy, but <laughs> I think they're going to make a, I think they're going to make a, a decision on the side pods and which is going to be regulation or not. Cause I think there's three or four different designs between Mercedes having no side pods, Ferraris having the upwash towards the wing and Aston having a down wall, like every, there's so many different designs for side pods. Um, I think they're going to make a decision on which one's going to be regulation. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see it be um, open. I'd like to see just in like whatever, like what it is now. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to keep it open. I'd like to keep an, 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 a good bit of, uh, you know, every car is different. I, I, I tend to agree. What, the, what I think they should do is go back to, I think they need to change tires back to the old 15 inch. I agree too. I think you you keep the the you know the aero changes and go back to the old tires. These new tires are, I mean, and, and especially with cars corpus so much. I think they need a little bit more aggressive front wing and go back to the old tires because it'll give it like I mean, 15 inch tires with like four, three or four inch sidewall. Even if they do porpoise, it'll that's a ton of suspension gain for the drivers to handle that a lot better. Yeah. I mean, they're on they're on a fucking skinny right now. Like, well, it's as small a t- sidewall as my WRX. Yeah, it's a, like it's, it's I, I couldn't believe they did that. Yeah, I couldn't believe they did that to beginning. So I, I'm thinking they'll hopefully they we're not the only ones that are thinking that. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know I I think the Pirelli engineers would be arguing you know I mean they did the best with what they had but there's a reason. Yeah, know, some of these guys just aren't working. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a reason why, you know, these cars in the past never had 18-inch rims. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't seen the hard tire work one time all season. I think it's, that thing is so hard to fire up with how hard it really is. With how yeah. Small the sidewall. No I mean, Hungary was, Hungary was 85 fucking degrees and 70% humidity, and they could not fire that thing to save their life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be a big factor, honestly. I think we got that one pretty pretty right. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, they go. And I don't know why they're doing it, you know. I mean, I guess for marketing-wise, they know they think the cars look better with big wheels. Um, but, like, when have these cars looked like showroom cars ever? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I honestly don't think they look much better because, I mean, you can't really tell that some of the cars just have the the huge aero wall on the side and, and or the yeah, aero blades. You, you can't even tell that it's a it's a 18 inch rim or anything 
Yeah, the only ones that would lose that would be McLaren with their Google Chrome. You know, their stupid. Yeah. They're stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one that sees that every freaking race. <laughs> the Google Chrome fucking wheel covers. <laughs> Brutal, bro. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> you hate it. I don't even know why, dude. It just it it annoys me. I think just because it's the only one and. McLaren just sold out. I don't know how much they had to pay for that because it's just the perfect shape. They're like, we have to Google it. I don't know why they didn't do it on every car, <laughs> but boy, oh boy, they must have paid a lot for that stupid thing. Well, Google and, and McLaren, I think I've been together for a little bit. I, ha- I have to double check that. Yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of commercials, um, you know, at one season during like football season and stuff that uh, Google Chrome or the Google commercials, they have a little oh, yeah. McLaren pit wall and everything like that. And the the fancy computers that Lando looks at before races. So I think yeah, they've definitely been partners for a little while. Well, I mean that's one of the great things Zach Brown has done for McLaren was getting all these American companies to sponsor him. Dude, Zach Brown's a gangster. Yeah. Uh, big shout out. Main, you can sing a main country song. Yeah. Big shout out Zach Brown coming our podcast. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dude, you think we could, we could probably get Zach Brown? He's probably one of the few people we could actually like in our sights him and lando i think <laughs> no we, get, we tried to lando's get to our only yeah. fans last episode but he uh that'd be a tough i still haven't heard back from him huh yeah I, I, yeah i still haven't <laughs> heard back at all <laughs> did you hop in his dm i tried i don't, I don't think he <laughs> got through even, yet it's, it didn't it hasn't been read or anything i don't think i don't think i think he's got them all i think he's got dms blocked <laughs> you actually DM'd him. Dude, I think we can get Lando on. So he's a big social media guy. I see him like going on uh, Twitch all the time and streaming, like playing Call of Duty and shit. I think we can we can plug him on Twitch. Yeah, we got to figure out what games he plays, bro. <laughs> I feel like he plays Fortnite. Dude, he probably does. He's such a kid. <laughs> he's such such a child. Uh, what, what do you think Pierre plays? Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. I feel, I, I feel like uh, I know Yuki's a big uh, Call of Duty guy. Yeah, I don't know if Pierre Gasly would play Call of Duty though, because it, if he plays as the French, he gets smoked. <laughs> Maybe he plays. I think he's like it. He, he probably plays like F1 game. I think he plays like the F1 game. Does Pierre? Dude, I think he probably does. I could see him playing for. And trying to like race for a team that isn't Alpha Alphatari. Uh, I could see. Yeah, no, no, he do, he does play the F1 game a lot. I think. Yeah, I could see him streaming that for sure. <laughs> I also know Lando and um, First Happen love the F1 game too. I've seen that before. Yeah, but Lando also plays other games on his. Game. Yeah, dude. I, one of one of one of Lando's famous quotes: "It's broken." Is from him and Verstappen playing the F1 game during COVID. What is the quote? It's woken. Oh. <laughs> woke like B W O K E and woken because <laughs> Lando is just screaming, "It's broken! It's broken! It's broken!" And all Max heard on his headset was woken. And <laughs> dude, I heard, I saw it on the stream. It was the fun, like Max was giving him so much shit. It was so funny. And <laughs> I looked up fa- I looked up famous Lando quotes and one of the top ones is it's broken. <laughs> so good. Oh Lando. Yeah, um, so I'm on our pod, Pierre Gasly. You're fucking up. You're not on our pod. 
either one of them where you guys are welcome anytime hit us up so you want to hear some other big news that's in f1 and our colorado sports fandom world what's that oh i think i know what it is i definitely know what it is lewis fucking hamilton has purchased a piece of the denver broncos i think you we believe all, that? I, was, I think I mean I was a Lewis fan, but I think we all have to be Lewis fans now. Bro, I'm a, I'm gonna get a number forty four Broncos jersey with Hamilton on the back. Genius. I mean, I think I have to. Because <laughs> I, I I honestly am kind of shook by the news. I didn't think he was a American sports fan. I didn't think he was a football fan. I know he's a good businessman, but after after Rob Walton bought the team for five billion dollars, I like clapped my hands on the right. It's a done invest. deal. But, Probably not dude, a bad idea to invest in whatever Rob Walton buys. I mean, I think it's a great investment. I think I just hope we actually get some actual Lewis Hamilton like coverage and like actual ownership content and decision making after Rob, probably, Rob Walton. No, it's Rob probably after. Obviously, going to be after Lewis's career. It's, Maybe we're going to get, hopefully, him living in Colorado and being a part of the Broncos full time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll go that far. I mean, after his career, after, after no, F1. I, mean, I don't see him having any involvement with the team um, other than just making money. But, you know, I don't know if he posts on his Instagram page. Yeah, I know, but I don't see him being a part of like the, the board or anything like that. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I honestly have to look into his contract and how much stake he has in the team and to see which see how how deep he actually is in this because he might be a little deeper than we thought yeah i, I don't know well we, we'll have to find out i, mean, yeah. I don't he know has a, he already has he's got a house in beaver creek bro does he yeah well i mean I yeah know, i don't know if he's ever stayed i don't know if he's ever stayed there it might be like his penthouse in new york city like he just he just, that's, he just sold his penthouse for 40 million dollars and he was reportedly never stayed one day there. So interesting. He's a big, big businessman, big investment man. Rob Walton's a uh, big F1 guy. Dude, I have heard that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got a great car collection. Uh, one he actually of you... sent me his car collection uh, the other day. Did uh, Did you save it? I did. I have it up right now. Why don't you go read us some of the highlights? So I think the number one highlight is also F1 related, which is kind of crazy. He's got the he's got chassis number 52 McLaren F1. Oh, nice. Very special car. Twenty plus million dollar car. Crazy thing is, though, he purchased it from Lawrence Stroll, Lance's dad. Interesting. Which is I mean, I, has a great car collection. So Rob Walton, the Denver Broncos owner, co-owner with Lewis Hamilton, is secretly Loki a huge F1 guy and car guy. Um, some of his other highlights, he's a big Ferrari guy. He's got, let me count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Ferrari 250s, all in different <laughs> model, all in different models, ranging from the GTO to the Testarossa to the Zagato, all, all seven figure plus some eight figures i'm 
assuming these GTO like this guy's he's a he's a car guy. That's correct. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, our our new owner Nick, he's a he's a car guy. This is what we're talking about. I'm on our pod, dude. Like Rob Walton. Dude, we could, I, <laughs> there's probably no one that has actually asked him to be on an F1 podcast, and he would probably be down. <laughs> dude, also, dude. if you're hiring, I need a job. Yeah, yeah. If you need a, if you needed someone to fly your PJ, I got your yeah, I'll fly here. you to every race, bro. We got we got your guy right here. Yeah, dog, you ain't gonna have to pay me, bro. You can just feed me macaroni and cheese and tequila. I mean that'll that'll pay the bills. I mean that'll, <laughs> that'll subsidize your payments for sure. <laughs> Obviously not for what I'm flying. Um, but yeah, I mean, who, who would have thought the Denver Broncos are? I mean, you're literally favorite football team. I mean, we're both diehard, diehard Denver sports fans. And when I saw the statement from Rob Walton, delighted, quote, we are delighted to welcome seven-time Formula One world champion Sir Lewis Hamilton. I I thought it was a fucking joke, bro. Yeah, you know, it's one of those it's one of those surreal moments, you know, like when uh, like two different worlds that you live in collide. Yeah, you know, I. Work world, like your personal life, and you've got, you know, you take your girlfriend to the Christmas party, and she meets like your work buddies. Like it kind of felt like that. Dude, it literally, it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> I, it's fantastic. I mean, this just gives us so much for us to talk about throughout the F1 and football season. If we ever see Lewis here, I'll cry. And I think it's, I think I'm just gonna have to confirm on the podcast now. I'm gonna buy a Denver Broncos Lewis Hamilton jersey. We should, because uh, I don't like any of the, I don't like any of the F1 swag or anything like that. So I think a low key Lewis Hamilton Broncos jersey is fucking awesome. I do want to, I do want the Tommy Hilfiger Lewis Hamilton uh, jersey. That'd be so sick. I do, I do like that. Like the black one from a couple years ago. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I, I'm into that for sure. <laughs> So, so any, uh, any closing thoughts, I think? So uh, uh, closing thoughts, I'm thinking uh, we're we're definitely going to have to record another podcast before uh, before the summer break is up. Um, we got some so far. I mean, we're five days in, I think, and we got some hard hitting news. So I think we're we're certainly going to have to have another podcast and it's going to be before my favorite track of the year spa. Yeah, hopefully it's a better spa than uh, last year. Dude, I'm gonna be so so fucking sad if we get rain again, bro. I mean, a little rain's fine, but like, dude, that whole I, I, I can't, I can't handle another rainy spot. It's gonna make me, it's make me sad, bro. So we're praying, uh, we're doing the rain dance wherever we fucking can to not have rain. I think it'll be awesome. I mean, either way, it'll be awesome. Spa's fucking nuts, regardless. So and as long as you last year, as long as we, yeah, as long as we actually just run it. <laughs> If we just run, the, I think last year was a massive delay and it, red flag after red flag. It, was, it was just a choppy race too. Red flag after red flag canceled. Like no, it, was, it was massively mishandled. The FIA should have. Yeah, they should have read. They should have reversed the fans. They should have, you know. It, it, yeah, it was bad. The fans got. I think they're going to make that same. Yeah, they can't. They're not that. They're not that stupid. But we'll do all of our uh, pre-race predictions and everything like that um, before on the next podcast uh, when we're wrapping up the uh, uh, summer break. 
I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. We can do all our uh, predictions. We're gonna have to write these down because I think we're getting so dialed. I think we're gonna, I think we might know these ones, bro. Um, so some closing thoughts. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, the village at the village a pod. Um, so we're going to be posting just some updates on when the pod is going to be some, some little, uh, clips from the pod, anything like that. And some hot takes obviously on Twitter and, uh, on Instagram, we're hosted by mile high parlay. Um, it's a Denver and formula one and golf and pretty much all the sports we like, uh, Instagram. Page. Oh, cool. so, Definitely um, follow also, that. that one's got some good content. We've been we've been running that for a little bit. So anything to say with that? For our uh, hometown listeners, um, uh, make sure you follow the Mile High Parlay. We got uh, preseason started today or yesterday. Um, yes, so, it did. Uh, be on the lookout for some uh, some Broncos content. First uh, preseason game is against the Dallas Cowboys, which is a a big one for me. Very um, excited about that. You're currently living in in in. Texas, so very excited about yeah, that one. Yeah, in Dallas, actually. So you know, uh, yeah, it, it lends plenty of opportunities for me to talk shit to uh, coworkers. Dude, That's important. Wear, wear wear that orange, fucking loud and proud, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear a probably a, I'll probably rock. See if I can rock a Broncos tie clip. Fuck yeah, dude. Also, we are 69 days away from the NHL season to start, which our beloved Colorado Avalanche, our ride or die fucking team is the defending Stanley Cup champions. So strapping for a little bit of that towards the end of the F1 season. Absolutely. Um, so follow us on both those pages uh, at, what was it? Um, at the village pod on Twitter and at mile high parlay on Instagram. Uh, you'll be seeing updates there and we'll get a pot out before spa for sure. Also any Lewis Hamilton fans, uh, they want to see what their uh, favorite drivers have gotten into. Uh, feel free to go over and follow us on the, the parlay. There'll be a lot of F1 content as well. Always, um, always a ton of F1 content. And now that it's colliding with Denver sports, it's about to get real up there. Yeah, Lewis, come on our pod. Definitely. I mean, this is the <laughs> I think this is the perfect podcast for him to for him to join. It it revolves around both of his big sports worlds right now. So bring it on, baby. We'd love yeah. to have you, Lewis. Follow us at only only him only only fans. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, brother. Like yeah, man. But all right. Well, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be posting on Twitter soon about when our next podcast is going to launch. Uh, it's going to be before Spa. But until then, we'll see you next time. Uh, lap one is actually lap two is officially over, bro. All right. Bet. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs>